Welcome to the Abortion Recovery Network podcast. We are group leaders helping group leaders with abortion recovery ministry through informal and casual conversations. Your hosts are Linda Keener Thomas, founder and board chair of the National Memorial for the Unborn, and Mindy Lefeshore, founder of An Even Place Virtual Abortion Recovery Ministry. As I began An Even Place in January 2022, I wanted to talk with other abortion recovery ministry leaders to share the vision I had and learn whatever I could about abortion recovery ministry. As I talked to some amazing women who I now call friends, I was surprised to learn they were as eager as I was to hear from other leaders. An idea was birthed to start a podcast of leaders by leaders for leaders from all over to share experiences, ideas, challenges, joys, and learn from one another while doing your laundry, cooking your dinner, or driving in your car. Linda and I met the fall of 2022. I shared this idea with her and she jumped on board. Our desire is to allow you to enter our conversations with other abortion recovery leaders, learn the nuts and bolts of how they lead their groups, and connect with one another to build a strong network of leaders helping leaders reach the millions suffering with an abortion experience. Hello, everybody. Um, we are here again with the Abortion Recovery Network, and uh, this is our last uh, podcast titled Abortion Recovery Network. So we are changing to Forward with Purpose podcast starting in January 2024, and you can go back. I don't remember what episode I want to say it's 26 or 27, somewhere around there. Um, it might be a little, it's somewhere in there. Um, and I did a little blip on why we're changing the name and just kind of dug into that a little bit further. Um, and I just give you a, a quick uh, synopsis on that just because this is our last one of the year and it's kind of exciting. Um, we, it, if you go and you look in the book of Genesis and uh, they, you know, Eve's taking the bite. Adam's taking the bite. The, the fall has happened. Right. And God comes and he comes to Adam and he says, you know, basically what's going on here. And Adam says, it's her. And then she, he says to her, what's going on here. And she says, it's that Satan, you know, that serpent. And God went, goes and addresses the serpent first. And when he does, he tells the serpent, what's going to become of him. And through that gives the hope of the seed of Jesus Christ. Right. And, um, Adam grabs hold of that truth because to this point, she is called woman. Adam grabs hold of that truth. In her sin, she has been given a new purpose, and that is to bear the seed of the Messiah. And she become the mother of all living is what he says. And that's why he names her Eve. We have, we have suffered with abortion, but that's not our identity. We are now going forward with a purpose, a new purpose that God has given us to help other women heal, raise them up to know Christ and walk in that newness of life and in their purpose. So we want to change this from abortion recovery network to forward with purpose, because that's what we're doing. We're helping each other go forward with purpose, but you can hear more about that in that podcast. So today we have Tanya and Trisha with the Reproductive Loss Network here with us. and. Um, you, you can go back and listen to their bios and their stories and previous podcasts, but we're just going to dive right in. And the first thing I want to ask them is, um, how they define what reproductive loss is. Okay. 
Well, um, we we define reproductive loss as a term that encompasses that wide range of experiences related to a person's health and decisions. And um, it's so broad that sometimes uh, we during training, we often feel like we need to say to people, you may not think you're impacted by reproductive loss until we tell you the definition. And then people start to really think, oh, I have been um, touched by that. And it's essentially any experience of uh, grief or loss in a person's life related to their ability to have children, the ability, uh, the outcomes of a pregnancy or the creation or care of their family. So it's really big. And so some examples of those would be um, miscarriage, stillbirth, infant loss, as we had talked about, infertility, abortion, of course, and even adoption. And it's still not even limited to that. So it's really, um, it could be congenital disabilities or loss uh, related to even a person's reproductive health. So there's, it's really broad and um, we talk about it in that way on purpose because um, primarily one of the things about it is we talk a lot about grief and while we may make lots of judgments um, one way or another, especially regarding abortion, um, grief is grief and loss is loss. And um, our hope through Reproductive Loss Network is to guide people to the Bible um, and those biblical principles about how to walk through those circumstances um, with, uh, with the strength of God and knowing his presence. Yeah. And you know, we've had you guys on a couple of times and we've never given you the opportunity to talk a little bit about your training programs and then maybe what's coming up in the future for uh, additional trainings that you're coming up with. Oh man, we have a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I want Tanya to talk about what she's doing too regarding it, but we have our um our help to hope, which is our foundational um piece. It's four hours. We do it um virtually on Zoom and then we also do it in person. Um we have just and uh, uh, Tanya's got some really exciting ones that she does. In fact, we had talked just before we got on about um building those teams. But um I recently wrote um a pre-marriage marriage counseling, um, online training for reproductive loss, how to talk about it before you get married and, uh, not in front in a, such a, a, a dour down way, but because we don't talk about it beforehand, oftentimes then we're struggling with it after. Mm -hmm. So it's got a pastor's, uh, layperson counselor component to really equip and help uh, walk through it with a couple and then a couple component. And that's on our um, our online management system on our website. So we've done that. And then um, Tanya, talk about, you've done, we, we do talk about the um, APROS and then your team building. You've got lots. Yeah. So, so much of what uh, Trish and I develop comes from you, the listener, the helper. What are you needing? Where are the gaps? And one of the greatest gaps right now that we have been hearing from um, staff members and clinics and medical um, professionals is the need to be able to address their own grief um, when they work alongside their patients that are trying to reverse a chemical abortion, a medication abortion, and whether or not the outcome is positive for that baby. Um, the helpers have tremendous grief because they're come alongside and battling really for that child to live. 
And then also, of course, the woman that has gone through an abortion pill reversal experience, how to help her um, as she's processing that whole experience, whether or not the baby um, is able to make it through the reversal, uh, she has a, acute care needs. And um, a lot of us, including myself, that have been helping women with after abortion care, abortion recovery, a lot of um, years of experience really come from helping women who've had abortions decades before. And now what we're seeing with abortion pill reversal and even with the chemical abortion is that these are acute needs and women need help, but uh, maybe it was done just days prior. And this is different for us veterans who have been in this for a long time. Because uh, we're used to, again, just having the women who have needed um, care uh, from uh, an abortion that happened many, many years prior. It's, it's, it's different. And I think you both would agree with that. Yeah. What are what are the differences? Um, well, I believe that uh, women who have had an abortion years prior have deep set coping mechanisms already in place. And so the trajectory of healing with them is going to look different because we're hearing how it has impacted them over the years with their personal decisions of how they've lived out their life, impacting their family relations. If they've been, uh, if they are married or have been married or, and if they have children that are now uh, living with them and how that's impacted. So you're got a little bit of a different onion, you know, it's, it's, it's a bigger onion with layers, um, with women that have experienced an abortion, uh, days prior weeks, prior, um, maybe months, they are what Trisha and I describe in our hope to help healing. They are in disorganization, um, and finding desperately grabbing for coping mechanisms. Uh, they are in the fog of war, the fog of grief. Like I thought things were going to be this way. They're not. My relationships are um, maybe falling apart. The wheels are coming off my cart and, and they're really kind of the deer in the headlights. Yeah. And so it's a little bit harder to, um, to walk through that because you, not that after abortion care is a formula but they're not quite grasping where some of the material that we've currently used where, where they're at. Um, so we're developing materials for the helper um, and for those that need help um, and how to help them well. So I hope that kind of those two branches of abortion pill reversal outcome support. And then another need that we've seen. Um, Can I jump in? Sure. Yeah. Quick on that one. Um, Cause you've got my attention. Um, when you say you're developing materials for the helper and for those who need support, what exactly does that mean? Uh, it'll be in a workshop type, um, it where we like to do this one, I believe live because there's going to be a lot of questions and we want to be able to continue to learn from those that are coming for the training as we, cause you know, when you, when you train something, you want good feedback and you, it's going to develop over a period of time as you meet the needs of those that need the education. So that will be live. We're hoping, um, to have this, 
by the spring. I know some of the listeners may have heard us say we hope to have it by the end of this year, but I got to tell you, Trish and I keep learning and there comes a point where you just have to put the stake in and, and start. Um, but I think, you know, God also in his wisdom and timing has held us back a little bit because we have been learning quite a bit about the biblical response to what the world calls um, trauma informed um, counseling. And we want to be biblically informed. So we're learning a lot of the language that's out there and how to um, uh, look at the word of God through, uh, through these healing processes. And so on that, um, so that would be a workshop for leaders, mm -hmm. right? On mm -hmm. helping training them how to respond. And then you said you might, you're going to have materials for the woman. What's that going to look like? Is that going to be like a study or? Um, it will like? be more for the helpers to use. Oh, right. Um, okay. Right. I mean, I would, I love to build a curriculum. So let's all be praying about that. And Trisha and I, you know, to do something like that in the future, but I believe there's so a lot of good materials out there. I, I'm using it and it's going to be kind of a collaboration of what are the key things to look for in that um, onset of grief that, that we need to be listening and looking for and how to speak to those things immediately to keep her in a safe place that she's not going to go into destruction with that disorganization. Um, and that will be, you know, a workshop for the helper. So the helper is like how to help them within their grief and then how to help those that they're serving. Does that make sense? So I think that's so exciting and, yeah, and what an too. opportunity to get these women before they do have the years yes. of, of destruction in their lives. So yes. that is fabulous. Well, yes, especially because with the chemical abortion in particular, there's some things about it that are significantly different than mm. um, a surgical abortion. So we're hearing from pregnancy clinics and others that um, women are walking in with their um you know, their, their baby in a shoebox. Yeah. you know, the receptionist may be the first person to see this baby outside of the woman. So we're seeing that they're dramatically and traumatically um, impacted within the staff and volunteer and that, that clinic resource setting. So on top of the, the woman and she's seeing her baby and she's delivering at home. And there's all those, you know, all those layers of, uh, of grieving and confusion now also the uh, uh, I think about myself starting out as a volunteer I'm not a nurse mm -hmm. and yet I you know a volunteer may be the first person to see this baby outside of the woman's experience and that's a lot mm -hmm. so we really want to make sure that we're we're looking at all of those nuances and preparing teams to to understand how what to expect as much as you're able mm -hmm. and then how to how to walk through it as a team from a biblical place because that's really the comfort that that woman needs is as much as the comfort that we we also need as as christians and helpers so we're looking at those oh, things you guys i am so excited about what you're doing really um we've been having this conversation because getting the women that are a couple days or even two years they're still so raw and uh, they can't make it through. It's like half of them make it through and half of them just drop off and they're not, you know, 
I, the more I've been thinking about it, it's like, you know, forgiven and set free is what we use, Linda and I use, and it's so heavy. You know, it's, it's the meat of the word in there. It is for the woman who's been having these deep seated coping mechanisms for a long time. It's for the woman who's been sitting in church silently with this, right? It's really for that woman. But these girls, I know when I'm super emotional, the last thing I want is for you to take me out for a steak and potato dinner. Like I can barely stomach a drink, like a, you know, like a smoothie, (laughs) like that's about all I could probably stomach if I were going to take in nutrition, if I were grieving. And, um, but I don't, I am still not comfortable with using material that has a, that does not have a biblical response to it. And then making something work within that. And then you know, okay, so we're advertising, we're using this, it doesn't have biblical, but we're going to bring, to me, it has to have all the components of a biblical response, plus the caring for her properly. And so I'm really excited that you guys are, I mean, really, this is the first time I'm hearing about it, that you're going to do this. So that just really does excite me because I want to meet these girls where they're at. I don't want to, I will refer them to somebody else because I'm not going to sit there and hold on to them. But I, I just would prefer to either take them through something that has the introduction of the Lord to them, you know, and helping them kind of grasp the, just the, um, the simple message of the gospel, you know, in terms of what they're going through to meet them in their grief. Um, anyway, that's just me. And, uh, we, we have discussed this a little bit before I know Linda and I've discussed this. I think we've talked about this with other, you know, people that have come on. So anyway, I'm blowing a lot of air here, but I'm really, really excited for for this. I can't wait to see. I trust that this is going to be a beautiful, well-written, put together training and materials. And so you got my prayer support. Yeah. Yeah. We really need them. (laughs) Very excited about it too. I mean, Trisha and I have been praying for this for at least two years. We've seen the need and um, been talking to a lot of people. Um, that have uh, been on the front line with um, APR and our clinic where I'm at throughout the week, we offer abortion pill reversal APR. So um, yeah, it's going to be really exciting. Good. good. Um, Okay. Well, I want to shift gears with you because we did um, we, this was wonderful conversation. Um, And, you know, if anyone's listening that has questions about this, you can contact Tanya and Trisha. Um, you can contact me if you want to talk more about this. I would love to know what you all want to hear about, because what, what, what's being said today, um, is so important. And I know we're all talking about it. It's like, what do we do? You know, what do we do? And some people have come up with some solutions and for some it's okay. You know, whatever God is leading you to do, those solutions haven't been okay with, with, for me. So, um, I'm really glad that we're doing this. Um, we're going to shift gears though. I want to we are talking about, um, helping the helper. And so, um, just thinking about that, what, I know our questions are a little bit different than what I'm getting ready to say, or maybe I'll just skip to this helping the helpers. How do we encourage, equip, and educate them? How do we care for them? Yeah, we were just talking about this yesterday. We we are always, like you guys, I'm sure, always going back to your mission, right? Your mission statement, because you get mission drift so much. Education is a really big component. Um, so much, so many of our um, 
care concerns come from not having that we have seen a uh, reproductive grief and loss education. If we can help us from, from our point of view, it's biblical, right? So we're, um, you know, being able to go into a clinic or help a counsel, a biblical counselor or, a, you know, a church understand what, what reproductive grief and loss is first off, like, what is that? It's a huge topic, which we talked about at the beginning, right? Um, and not only then that, then how does it impact your people? And then how, what is our response biblically to care well for them? And um, so there's a lot that goes into that. So we're always hoping to help educate and uh, and encourage and equip in that way. Tanya, I know you have more to say on this as well. We are, we just did a uh, webinar the other day on um, what is it called, Tanya? The timeline of timeline of care. care. Yes, mm -hmm. and um, in, in that we talk a lot about you know what that, what does that look like seasonally, or um, we talk a lot about grief in general from a biblical point of view. So educating is a really big part of that for us. Yeah. So again, I think you know just listening well to the helper to encourage them I, I hear so many don't understand um the beautiful ways that the lord has already prepared them you know when you really start to listen to someone's story and they say i just don't feel like i can do this or um i'm just overwhelmed and for us to come alongside and and uh be that voice of god to encourage them um as god gives us the words that you know, if you point your heart to the Lord and um, learn how to listen well and know know your Bible, you're going to be an incredible help. Trust the Holy Spirit. And so I think, as Tricia was saying, you know, education is is just uh, very important and the encouragement as well, just helping people to understand that you have the wonderful counselor already. I love Mindy, the very beginning of our podcast today, you talked about you know, in the garden of Eden, how there was the enemy, the accuser, and he is the counterfeit counselor. And so here we had in the beginning, we had God who was communing with Adam and Eve. He's the wonderful counselor. We see that throughout the word. And then the counterfeit came in. And so much of what we struggle with as helpers is listening, listening to the counterfeit a counselor thinking that we're not equipped, we're not worthy enough to be doing the work that we do. Um, we should just give up. You know, he doesn't want us helping people. He wants to keep these women in chains, right? And um, but no, we want to encourage people to listen to the wonderful counselor. Remember who you are as a helper, your identity, so that we have that strong vertical relationship that will help us overflow horizontally to those that we care about. And so that's a lot of the encouragement and the equipping part again, is just our trainings, suggested resources. Um, I know how it is as a helper that I want to make sure the material that I use is solid. And I, you know, Mindy and Linda, you talk about that, the importance of knowing your material. Um, and so we look at is it simple to access? Is it solid in the biblical application? And is it sound and vetted? And not that Trisha and I are the 
expert to know all, but we do know by experience and working with other helpers, what's working for them. And so we vet them and say, yeah, this seems to be very, um, very sound material. And so that's, that's more of the equipping side. So, you know, bring that biblical response to the grieving world through educating, equipping, and encouraging helpers. That's us. Good. Linda, yeah, do you have really any questions? Do... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Tricia, go ahead. Gonna... We really sorry. do. Um, I make, I have a lot of meetings in the week where I get to talk to a lot of helpers. It's really important for us that if you need a referral from us, that we have talked to the people before. We know they're going to answer their phone. We know they're going to respond to an email. We know the materials because so many times for so many years that there'd be times where I know I'd just refer almost into the air with hopes the other person, the other helper would catch someone. Mm -hmm. And I've just come to the point now, like that's not responsible to the care that we're trying to give to people. This is too big a topic. This is too big a, a, a topic where the, the enemy can work and get a foothold. And so um, we really do strive very hard to read every book we recommend. We like we love those little books. Tanya talks about them a lot. Um, it's, they're like this size, you know. 30, uh, we really say, these are great. Somebody walks in, to, Mindy, you were talking about how to help somebody at the very beginning, mm-hmm. maybe where they can't take in a lot. Um, these little books that we recommend are so fantastic because it gives just a little bit, but enough where they can leave your office with something or they can you know, leave with something to get to, to start the process. So we really do read everything we re- recommend. We talk to everybody we refer Um and those, those, and I always, I do say, just like Tanya was saying, uh, simple, sound, and solid. If all you have in your, your arsenal is three things, three resources that are really good. So if you're doing after abortion care and somebody talks to you about miscarriage and you're like, that's not my wheelhouse, have one solid miscarriage re- resource, have it, make sure it's simple for the, your client to access and it's solid biblically, and you know you've uh, looked at it, read it, touched it, you know, so if you have just three in your back pocket, you're better, better going into a care, um, care situation than you were, you know, 10 minutes before. Since we're not videoing here, can you tell us a little more about the little booklets that you were just mentioning, where, what is the publisher or the name of those? Yeah, Mm -hmm. so on our suggested resources on our website, um, we do uh, mention these booklets. They come from newgrowthpress.com uh, and they have many of them. So when you are coming alongside someone hurting uh, and you're working through some issues, Forgiven and Set Free is fantastic. But let's say they're really struggling with anger and you want to go a little bit deeper with them. They have a little mini booklet. It's about 20 pages on anger and it's rich in biblical application. You can sit and go through the, the verses with them in the mini booklet and get that um, very rich experience with them. And if you have those that are experiencing domestic abuse or sexual um, abuse history, they have many booklets like that. So it they're loaded with such application and you will be equipped as soon as that box comes in from Amazon, you're equipped and ready to go. <laughs> 
sounds like it'd be a great thing too if you're waiting for someone to start a group because so many of us, you mm -hmm. know, maybe a month or so before the next group starts, mm -hmm. um, that's something that you could go ahead and go through with them. Great. Absolutely. That's such a great idea, Linda. Mm -hmm. We we call it pre-counseling homework or pre, because I'm, you know, I do counseling in my church, so I use that word. Um, but you're doing pre-recovery, pre-care. Um, it's great. I love that, especially if you're doing groups and you're kind of waiting for a group to start. You could get them so rich and do gospel foundations with a mini booklet. It's not too much for them. And it just gets them kind of ready also to do homework, to, to get back into the word. Because as you know, sometimes they, they haven't opened up a Bible or it's just been grandma's old Bible on their counter growing up and they've never touched one since. Um, so these are uh, really good ways to get them onto the, uh, the ramp. That's really good. That's exciting. I'm going to check these out. Even mm -hmm. though I'm virtual, I could pop them in the mail and send one to her. And, yes. um, you know, and it looks like it's probably fit eight and a half or eight by 10, whatever that envelope is number 10 envelope, <laughs> regular mm -hmm. letter envelope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For those that, that, that are, uh, listening, of course, they are about the size of your, your hand. I mean, they're really a great size put in a pocket. Perfect. Perfect. Well, you know what, we've come to the end of our time and, um, as always, I always enjoy having you ladies on and, um, thank you for your work. In. Yeah. Thank you for what you're doing, how God is moving you, how you're paying attention to the gaps, because I think there's so many gaps that we need to pay attention to those gaps so that we can build a strong foundation in this movement. And, um, you know, I just said something that triggered, um, I, we have a lot of listeners. I just haven't only heard from like a handful of them. And one lady said, what does this movement mean? So we're going to close with that question, actually, because it just came to my mind. When we say movement, what are we referring to? Who would like to answer that question? And I hope I didn't confuse anybody. Like the the movement towards healing? Okay. Yeah, see, I knew I was going to confuse. <laughs> <laughs> so when I say movement. I'll start when I say the movement, I'm speaking of the pre-life pro-life movement. Mm -hmm. So, and I think there's different facets in our movement. So there's the pregnancy center. That's the general thing that we think of, but then there's the March for life. There's the, um, 40 days for life, you know, the, the sidewalk counseling, there's abortion recovery, which I think is the next big thing in the movement. And so that's what I refer to when I think of the movement. And I guess I've been using that enough that one person was like, what are you talking about? So do you guys have any other definition of what that might be? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I think a movement is a good thing because God spurs us into action. And, uh, I also like the word of awareness. Hmm. Um, we're becoming more aware. So then, um, we are going to be activated and which, which way are we going to go with that? So the movement to bring an awareness that there are those that are, um, that are hurting out there, men and women and family members also from, um, abortion decisions. And the movement is, is to bring that hope and healing and restoration to them. And that is what you're doing here with this wonderful podcast is bringing that that wisdom and you, uh, Mindy and Linda together, um, are a big part of that movement because I don't, I think you're the first to be having something like this on a podcast. 
you know, and, and even in the church, you know, for so long, even the pro-life churches have not recognized the, the abortion recovery component of it mm-hmm. and the potential for the gospel there and the potential for healing oh, the bride yeah. um, is just exciting. And I love what you said about sound. Uh, that really caught my attention because the movement <laughs> is, is expanding. The, the abortion recovery component of it is just, um, and, and that's thrilling. You know, we've prayed for that for years, you know, for the awareness uh, to be raised um, among churches and among the, the Christian community um, at large, that there's a need here. But with that comes a lot of new things that maybe aren't quite where we would want them to be, you know, and, and I love God's, God's got a variety, you know, and, and that's why I love all of the different new curriculums and programs and it's all needed. I mean, there is space for all of us and a lot more, um, but to be able to sort through those that really align with, with where you feel like you're coming from and, and ultimately with the Bible. So I love, I love your emphasis on that. All right. So you guys are going to have you ha- right now you have hope to ha- or help to hope training and you currently are do have the pre-marriage counseling for how to talk about uh, reproductive loss, which I thought was really brilliant, actually. And that's before the reproductive loss happens, right? Yeah, that's or why I think a it's lot brilliant. of a lot of people are getting married older and they may have had an abortion mm. in the past. Oh, okay. It's a great time to have somebody walk through it with you with some wisdom and knowledge and understanding on the topic or just by yourself. You can do the you can do it on your own or as a couple online. It's very safe, encouraging, uplifting, and if you haven't had a loss or if you don't have a loss, it also trains you a little bit on how to um, look around you because people in your demographic are experiencing those. So if you never do, oh, praise God. And if you do, others are. And so how do we help equip those people who are will come along and be the helper at the end of the day? So yeah, so thanks for that. It's really exciting. I have a lot of passion for that. Yeah. You know, what I thought was so interesting is that you know, take abortion out of that equation and the incidences of pregnancy, miscarriage, loss, you know, the, the, the deformities, the, the syndromes that are happening is just so much on the rise that why wouldn't we want to be prepared to have those conversations? Because like you said, as you were talking about it, you get into the marriage in it and either you brought it in, you didn't talk about it or it happens in the marriage. And then now you don't know how to deal with it. And you're playing catch up. You're playing defense when you, Mm -hmm. you could have been a little bit prepared obviously not for the loss, but for how to uh, maybe um, address it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love it. And then the APROS, which is abortion pill reversal. What's OS? Outcome support. Outcome support. And that's going to be ready, you think, by spring? Yeah, we're, we are uh, diligently working on it. And um, yes, okay. yes, that's our goal. Okay. And then that's going to be what's coming in spring is going to be helping the helpers right now. Is that correct? Is that the first piece coming out? Yes. Yeah. Helping the helpers, um, with their grief and, um, response. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then when the other piece of that, which is helping the helpers to help others, right. Mm -hmm. Whether that, how, how far do you think that's out? I think it's going to be pretty close following that because we're going to develop the material pretty much together. I think that's the the best way to set that up um, because we would, we'd want the helper to get their, their care and then be ready 
okay. and soon after have what they need. So I would say within probably a month or so. Okay, good. And then did you say you have a team building? Yes, right now on our website, you can find our Help to Hope workshop. We have one coming up uh, next month. And we do have one um, always kind of in the wings. So if you can't make it coming up, um, depending on however you're, whenever you're listening to this podcast episode, there should be one on our website for you. <laughs> and then we do have one coming up called Building a Reproductive Grief Care Team. This okay. could be within a church. It could be within a clinic. It could be within another organization. It's uh, it's a great workshop. Uh, it's going to be about an hour and a half, a lot of Q&A. So bring your questions um, bring your concerns. Maybe you've tried to build a team. Um, and, uh, it'll be hopefully a great learning experience for everyone attending. Great. Great. All right. Well, we're done for today. So, um, you know, at, for those of you who are listening, subscribe to the podcast that helps us and, um, please reach out and contact us and let us know what you want to hear about as, um, you've heard us talk in here and how you've heard Tanya and Trish talk there. They want to hear from you. Um, what, what do you want to hear about? What will help you be supported in the work that you are doing? How can we help you move forward with purpose? All right. Have a good day.